Good afternoon. Welcome to Just the News. I'm Candice Pedraza, and this is my first episode, so bear with me. I'm super excited to get this started, and I will just be covering today for my first episode some regional news, some national news, and that will be it for today. So, the big story, as it has been for months, is the coronavirus and COVID-19 outbreaks across the world. In New York City specifically, though, the number of cases reported yesterday, the 22nd, were 571. The number of new deaths in New York State totaled 19. So New York is not doing too terribly compared to other states that are starting to see that second wave hit. Um, I know I've seen some experts say that they think New York actually might have already gone through its second wave. So we'll see what happens as flu season approaches, but it seems to be uh, pretty under control. So specifically when we're looking at the monitoring the city has been doing for Brooklyn. We know that they've been experiencing some hotspots in that region just due to lack of social distancing. There were certain religious ceremonies that were taking place that uh, weren't including any type of social distancing. So there were some issues on that front, but the infection rate in those red zones has actually dropped from 4.61% to 2.51%. So I'm sure that they will continue to monitor that region but it seems to be working whatever they are doing which i'm sure means enforcing social distancing excuse me social distancing making sure people are wearing their masks and just generally being careful in other city news the new york city housing authority or NYCHA, have reported that their original findings of lead paint affecting up to 3,000 apartments containing younger children were incorrect According to Bart Schwartz, the federal monitor who was sent to oversee this project and NYCHA as a whole, this number is actually closer to 9,000. So we went from three to nine. It's still unknown how many children this exactly can and will affect, but the health implications surrounding being exposed to lead paint is pretty serious. So we now have 9,000 apartments that are that were made with lead paint and we don't know how many children are in each apartment. So this is a big concern, a big health crisis potentially waiting to happen. Uh, Capital and actual operational money that would need to be secured by NYCHA from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development or HUD as we usually know it as in order to finish abating the apartments so that they can get rid of this toxic paint have not come through. Um, this is due to a number of things, obviously lack of funding due to COVID-19, um, a lot of delays in processing these requests and these grants, things of that nature. So it's still a wait and see to see if HUD is able to supply NYCHA with any extra funding to ensure this lead paint is removed from apartment buildings. So I'm personally really hoping that they're able to resolve this issue because lead paint is very serious, especially for children six and younger. So, you know, for it to jump from 3,000 to 9,000, that's a pretty big deal. So hopefully they are able to resolve that issue. In national news, you already know what's going on, so I don't have to tell you, but I will. Anyway, the election is soon, (laughs) specifically in less than two weeks. The final debate was held this past Thursday, with some saying they felt it was a much better event than last debate, which I can sort of agree. Um, The moderator was amazing. Uh, but there were still some, you know, interruptions, but you could expect that from a debate, um, probably not from a debate with just two people, maybe from the disasters that were the 20-person debates that they were having for uh, Democrats this year, and back in 2016, it was even worse, but it was definitely much better organized, in my opinion. Um, I'll be honest, I was just completely unable to watch the 
uh, previous one and this one was a lot more tolerable. Um, right now, Vice President Joe Biden actually leads Donald Trump by a margin of six points nationwide. This is from the average of polls released from major polling sites and organizations. Um, Biden also has a lead in most swing states, and Texas is actually tied at the moment. And Texas is usually a pretty red state, so the fact that it is becoming more purple every year is a very interesting development. Um, so yeah, Biden actually is tied with President Donald Trump in Texas. That's not surprising given the numbers before 2016, but it is something to monitor in the days leading up to this election. And by not surprising, I mean Hillary Clinton was leading Donald Trump by a good amount uh, leading up to 2016, November of that year, and we know what happened. So, uh, you know, it's important to monitor polls, but it's also important to engage. Um, speaking of engagement, states like Florida have actually been reporting record voting numbers for youth in the state. So in 2016, their turnout was around 44,000 voters for people in the age range of 18 to 29. This year, there have already been over 250,000 votes in the state of Florida. So from 44,000 to 250,000, and this is all before November 3rd. You obviously don't know who these people are voting for, but it's a nice shout out to my own age demographic. I think that this generation is going to turn out to be one of the most politically involved in quite a while. Um, and it should be interesting to see what the voter makeup is. We don't know who they're voting for, but I think it's amazing to see that there are more younger people engaging in civic duty. Um, I'm not one of those people to tell anyone to vote <laughs> because I know that that's not the solution to everything and I'm not naive, but I think that it is important to vote, especially if you are in a state where you could make a difference in the electoral college. However, if you're in a state like New York or New Jersey, like myself, I understand if you, you know, perhaps aren't feeling too positive about engaging, that's very fair, but it's still cool to see that people our age are my age at least are engaging as for our stimulus package <laughs> by now the one check that we received back in april or may or whenever you actually got your check if you got your check that would mean that we're averaging about three dollars a day from the federal government so my question is what are you guys spending your big bucks on but seriously negotiations have been flat for lack of better wording on the grand old party side, we've seen them stall the original CARES package that the House and Senate Democrats supported. On the Democrat side, also Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi has been all but adamant about not passing a bill to hold over Americans until after the election. This is mostly because Republicans attempted to pass a bill that was deemed the skinny stimulus. So it wasn't as much funding towards unemployment. It wasn't as much of a check to Americans for sustainability, um, which is a big reason why Democrats were against it, because their logic was, well, why can't you just pass the entire thing if that's the case? Um, which is very fair, but I think both sides need to realize that they're bickering with each other and there are people suffering. Uh, that being said, President Trump and other Republicans in power have been speculating that Representative Nancy Pelosi is doing this to make Trump look bad ahead of the general election on November 3rd. To which I would respond, I think we just want our money. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any good developments on that front, though. And I wouldn't be shocked if we didn't receive anything until after the election. 
Um, just a couple of important things. It's important to note that if you have not received your check from the first round, so if you did not get that $1,200 check that most people have received, but some have not still gotten, you can write that off on your next tax uh, application. So when you're filing taxes next year, if you still haven't gotten that 1200 which would be ridiculous, and I'm so sorry if you didn't get that, but if you haven't received it from uh, the government by next tax season, you can include that in your taxes, and I have read that you will be able to write this off, and you may even be able to get a refund from the government in the amount of the check that you were supposed to receive. Additionally, anyone that you may know who is incarcerated, they can get a stimulus check as well. So you should definitely look into their eligibility. If they are eligible, there are forms out there that will offer assistance and as well as explanations for how those incarcerated will be able to claim their checks. So definitely look into that if you know someone who is incarcerated that might need that money. Just two very important things to know. And I also just like to know what you guys think. I mean, do you think that universal basic income until we get a vaccine and until we're fully opened is the best to bet? Or do you think that we can get by on maybe one or two more stimulus checks until we're able to fully reopen? Um, what's your logic behind it? I'd love to hear what you think. Um, so just hit me up. You can message me on Instagram at C-A-N-N-E-D dot A-S-S. Or you can hit me up on Facebook at Candice L-E-L is the last name or on Twitter at gay underscore Moana. I'm so sorry that all my handles are so inappropriate. I need to make a just the news handle for all social media platforms, so bear with me again. Finally, the weather. The weekend in New York City region, we will see a high of 54 on Sunday with showers and a low of 48. Monday will also start off pretty gloomy, of course, because why not? A high of 59 with showers and a low of 54. Well, thank you so much for listening, and if you wanted to hear another story that I didn't mention, let me know, and I'll try to include it in my next episode. Again, my name is Candace Pedraza, and this was Just the News.